Sound of Fire and Soul, a community where leaders gather to unite in sovereignty in today's world. I'm your host, Michelle Sorrow, a seasoned and heart-centered coach and mentor on a mission to take you on a journey of self-empowerment with weekly guidance and channeled wisdom. Fire and Soul features brave and daring conversations with extraordinary leaders who have awakened from the illusion to help you claim sovereign leadership in life, love, and entrepreneurship. Let's listen, learn, and stand together as models for our new world, starting now. Hey there, welcome back to Fire and Soul. I have been really wanting to get back on the mic and offer a solo, specifically as a piggyback to the last solo that I released episode 139 called Sovereignty or This. If you're new to the show, I highly recommend that you go back to that particular episode. It's just a few back because it'll make more sense about what I'm sharing here as I've been able to reflect on what I went through and how necessary all of that was to bring me here to this moment. And so it'll just make more sense if you listen back. But, um, If you did listen to that episode, then you know that it was incredibly intense, but some of it has really come to me since, as I have now been navigating in far more light and more expansion than in those moments of contraction. And so I wanted to share a little bit about that story and that journey. So first of all, you may not know that I battled even releasing that episode and I battled it internally before I sent it off to my production team. And then there was even some conversation when my production team had it about, well, do you really want that title or do you really want some of these things said? And then there was just another opportunity for me to sit with that, make a few edits that felt very aligned for me, and then let it rip. And the morning that that episode was released, I went back into contraction. And which is so common, right? We see the light, we feel the light, we faced it all to get to the light. And then it's like, whoa, that's so uncomfortable to be in that much expansion because it's not where our normal, typical home has been. Living inside those that fear matrix and you've got your own individual fear matrix. And then when you've awakened to the matrix of the world and all the systems and the war that we're actually in, well, that feels pretty uncomfortable. And so as I had released the episode, now I'm sitting in the contraction again. And the biggest matrix that was coming up for me was my fear of being judged because I was judging myself and I was worried about sounding hysterical. And then it was like, but isn't fear hysterical? Isn't this time hysterical? Right? And yet, isn't it so necessary as a catalyst to growing us if we're willing to sit with the hysteria? And then if we're willing to face any of what the potential backlash could be, fear of being judged, fear of being ridiculed, fear of being unfollowed, unfriended, disconnected from, and that is one of the falling outs that can happen. Relationships and the dynamics in the old agreements, in the old paradigm, they no longer work within this new reality, in this awakened state, which by the way, is an awakening journey. I don't think I'll ever just say, I'm fully awakened. Because isn't that just the beautiful point of life is that we continue to wake up. So we're here in this time. And I was here in that morning with the podcast having been released and I'm sitting in the discomfort and I battled it so much. So in fact, that I actually wrote to my producer and I said, 
maybe we should take it down. I think we should take it down. And I had tried to do it on my own behind the scenes with the, um, the distribution software. Couldn't figure it out. Luckily so. And so I had reached out to uh, Jenny and I just said, you know, I don't really know how to do this. Can you, can you walk me through? And so she gave me a couple of tips and then she's like, but if you'd like, you know, I can lend you a hand, no problem. Let me know. And then I sat with that response and I was like, okay, so it's available here. I could just take it down and pretend that it didn't happen. A few hundred people had listened at that point, but I hadn't heard from anyone. I was like, well, I could do that. Or I could sit with what's coming up for me right now. I already shared it. I've already put the message out. I already took ownership in that. But why is this so uncomfortable? And so there was a great, beautiful gift in that because I was willing to sit with the absolute, you know, fear of, of being judged and sounding hysterical. And so as I was able to question the matrix that I was in, I was like, what is happening here? What is happening for me here? And then I heard a small, still voice just said, just own it. I just took a big, deep inhale, exhale. And I wrote to Ginny, I don't know, maybe it was a couple of hours later. And I just said, you know what? I'm going to keep it up. This is the greatest masterclass in personal growth for me happening right now. And she's like, okay, cool. Whatever you want to do. And I let it rip. And what was really interesting is that maybe a couple hours later, I started to receive the first of the most messages I have ever received in in any particular episode on this podcast to date. And uh, y'all love the plant medicine conversations a couple years ago. This was just completely different. This was like striking a chord resonating with so many of you. See, a lot of my journey has been around waking up to the fact that I want a clear channel. I want to feel and face everything, which is why I took away alcohol. Now it's been, I don't even know the date. Actually, it's uh, August 6th is when I last had a sip of alcohol, but I did that deliberately and intentionally. I wanted to feel everything. I wanted a clear channel so that I was directly communicating through the intuition, right? Through the gut, through the sovereign knowing. And I'm going to talk about that in a moment because that's what was so important. But the beautiful gift in receiving all the messages, a reflection of like, gosh, you know, me too. Thank you for articulating what I did not know how to describe, but I have felt exactly the same. Countless of those messages, other messages around I'm drinking every night. And I know it's because I don't want to feel what's going on in the world right now. I'm awake to it, but God dang, it's so painful. So I drink to anesthetize and numb out or a lot of other people saying, Hey, I'm maybe not doing the drinking thing, but it's other things, right? Netflixing, Apple TV, whatever you do to distract and to avoid maybe the endless scrolling on on Instagram. I'm not here to judge any of that. I'm not here to judge whether or not someone has gotten the jab or not. But what I know is that so many people are waking up regardless of whether or not they've gotten inoculated, right? It looks like what seems to be more than half the world is awake. That's a lot of estimation from a lot of different sources, which is a beautiful thing. But the big question is, but now what? What do I do with all this information? I don't know my role in it. I don't know what my unique medicine is to go out and help and heal and serve and be the light. So because of my own experience so far, I'll just share what's been working for me. It takes a lot of courage to be with this at this level. 
and I don't get it right every day. And there was even one point after I released that episode, which by the way, was probably at least a couple of weeks since I had even recorded it. Because that's kind of like the way the cadence works. You might record an episode and then a couple of weeks later, it actually shows up on the, on the, the release schedule. So now it's been what? I'll actually look at the date um, here on the show schedule. I released Sovereignty or this. Well, now it'll be about five weeks since it came out. So let's say six, seven weeks since I recorded it. So I feel like I've had an entire new lifetime since that date that I released it, which was November 8th. And I'm recording this in real time on December 4th. You guys won't get it until today in real time for you, which is December 13th. And uh, that's cool. The 13th is a special number for me. It's the, it's the day that I was born. And whew, let me just tell you, there is a rebirth happening right now. There's no mistake in that. And I just put that together. So there's been a lot of courage and a lot of getting quiet and deciding at the, in the nighttime, for example, what do I want to feed my soul versus just mindlessly numb out to? So in the past, even in this awakening journey, where the steep, steep awakening happened uh, originally back in March, April of this year, and then once I left Santa Monica, put everything I own in storage, quit drinking, moved in temporarily with my mom in the outskirts of Los Angeles, uh, which has been a safe haven for me to actually relax and to commune with nature and to get in touch with the biology of my soul. I started to realize, well, if I just binge on the Netflix or the latest you know, show on Apple or whatever I would do, then I might be missing some potency in this time for me to really sip on my medicine, which is asking me to get quiet. And so I'm going to share some practical steps that may work for you in a moment. But what I did is I had to consciously choose, okay, do I want to just kind of like numb out on the social scrolls, even Telegram, right? Where I get a lot of really good information or BitChute or Parler or all these various other platforms that I'm going to, to get informed and educated. It was like, or could I take a break on that? Trust I know enough. And I don't need to hear any more of the dark, scary parts as hard as it is to see, right? where you're just seeing just study after study after study of people who have been inoculated in the adverse reactions, yes, including death and then so many other things, or the divisiveness and the polarization that's happening in our world, or the massive censorship around uh, corporate media. Forget about mainstream media. That's pretty much on its last leg. It really has, in my opinion, virtually no power over the masses at this point. It seems so hopeless. So again, going back to my nightly routine, well, what can I do to feed my soul instead of just going down the rabbit hole of more of that? I've got enough of that. So how can I step into my own personal power, which by the way, the powers that be don't want us to know an exercise, to know that we are sovereign, to know that we can make our own choices and that we can get out of centralized financial systems and the healthcare systems and the government systems. We can and we are. And I've got some really interesting shows coming up for you soon about some of those practical next steps after you've awakened from the matrix. But now what? Well, my friends, that's what this episode is really designed to do. From the fear to light is around the deep spiritual work that we, I think, is such an important, potent time for us to really get present to. Because in this same time, which is what I was saying a moment ago, I actually started to question. There were a couple of days there where I was questioning whether or not I'm getting the grand ascension right. Has anyone else had that thought? Am I somehow messing it up? 
When I go into contraction, uh uh-oh, did I just erase all of the expansion? When I get tripped up in some relationship conflict and I sort of revert back to some old paradigms of shutting down or feeling uptight or stressed and maybe lashing out in that moment that isn't as love and light filled as I know that I am and they are. If I'm focused more on the content versus the, the conscious connection, if I just get present to that being possible inside a dialogue that's deeply activating. No, these are all beautiful gifts. They're catalysts to bring us back, to bring us home. And the sooner that you can recognize it and then get out of it and back into expansion, that's the beautiful gift. That's how you can measure the progress. If you're me and you like to look for those things, right? Because we're still deeply human, living in incredible times. But this grand ascension is inviting us to do a deep look within our souls, to see that we're not disconnected from the love and the light that is everywhere present, that's quantum in its energy, that's an intergalactic sphere. That is powerful. So how do we come, become one with that and flow with that as our reality? Well, what's been working for me is what I want to feed my soul. So I have a lot of content and, you know, there's just so much out there for you. So instead of watching Netflix and Apple TV and whatever else I might mindlessly scroll on to like dump the brain, right, of all the the fear and the panic matrix that just runs rampant unless we get conscious. I was like, okay, it's about 7 p.m. I put my phone in another room. I've been doing that for a long time. Put the phone to bed, no distractions on the phone. Open up my laptop. What can I do to feed my soul? So I've shared a little bit about that here. I'll, you know, I've watched Kyle C's videos, Max Egan, Bruce Lipton, Michael Sandler's from Inspired Nation, my dear friend Gary Ng from the Awakening Entrepreneur podcast, which by the way, we just started a series called Awakening Beyond the Veil and released our first episode in that series called The Hidden Truth About Money and Our Financial System that was pretty powerful. By the way, it's 11.11. I just looked down at my phone to uh, make sure I got that title correct. And it's 11.11 here. Thank you, angels. Thank you, guys. Yes, showing massive appreciation every time you see the signs, symbols, and synchronicities. Our angels and our guides are always communicating with us. And then you can even request permission to be in communion with your master guide. They're just waiting. But we can only get the access to that if we're able to dissolve the conscious content that's running rampant as that fear matrix. We're so spiraled up, so woundly, so tightly wound. So how do we unwind and come back into that relaxed, beautiful, surrendered state? Well, get very present to what are you feeding your mind or what are you wanting to dump your mind into so you don't even have to feel. What's your nightly routine? For me, the nightly routine has become something that I can access easier and with far more purpose than like a morning routine. Yes, in the morning, first thing I do when I'm in that sort of sleep, awakened state, where I'm probably of the purest connection to source. And I just put my hands on my heart and I say, ah, good morning, guides. Good morning, angels. Good morning, angels. Good morning, guides. What would you have me see in here today? Thank you. Thank you. Thank you. Thank you. And then it becomes this wonderful dance where you're flowing with all of that. So that's totally possible if you're willing. But so as I would notice that, okay, I want to go in and I want to feed my soul some nourishment to bring me home so that I can be in this relaxed, surrendered, beautiful flow state. But I had a lot of battle with that too. It was like, oh, it's easier just to numb out on some show, right? 
some other entertainment. So I would literally have two windows open on my laptop and be like, which one do I choose? And I could feel, sense, and experience like this old pattern of like, oh, just watch the thing that's easy so you don't have to really pay attention and really focus and really listen, really be present. And then I'd heard my conscious mind that was intentional in the first place, like, hold up, that's always available, but so is this, and this is the grand ascension. We are in the greatest portal opening of humanity's existence. So why not try this? Because you've tried the other your whole life. You've already done the same of that. So getting really conscious. So about 7 p.m. on, and I'm about, I'm asleep, honestly, about 9 30, 10 p.m. every single night, unless I'm out, which is rare. And feeding my mind that. So whether it's Alan Watts over beautiful music or Ram Dass over beautiful music or beautiful portal openings of content that I had never heard of, but suddenly just comes into my path, right? Someone shares something and then they share another thing. And then you go down that rabbit hole or you get a piece of music, including something that my dear friend Gary Ian Change uh, shared. Sorry. What I'm recognizing from this connection with him, who's my absolute soul buddy in this time and probably is amongst the top three of people that I'm connected with in this interesting time. And he's in Sydney, the strictest lockdown region in the world. And then I'm here in LA County, the same, but a few phases behind them. And he's flowing and I'm flowing, right? Doesn't mean that we don't get scared in moments and worry about the future in moments. That is normal. But we have to condition our minds at all times. So the fact that the two of us connect and share so many resources, and he's the one that I'm doing this uh, podcast series called Awakening Beyond the Veil. He's a beautiful conscious soul, and he's helping educate me on getting invested in crypto. And some of you may know that I have begun to invest in gold and silver, right? Just having a diversification of my otherwise known as fiat currency, the, the U.S. dollar. So that when and if we do have a global financial collapse, which is impending, and you can do your own research on that, you just feel a little bit more prepared, more sovereign in your choices and your ability to move forward. So we're going to do some episodes here about some of that going forward. But so one night he shared a beautiful piece of music and he's like, hey, sis, I think you'll like this. And so he shared it and it was this this beautiful young girl sharing and what singing and what seemed like she was singing from some it felt like she was singing in the Vatican, right? It just, it just rang of that tone and this beautifully angelic voice. And quite frankly, I can't remember even the content of that particular song right now, but because I love, I love everything my friend Gary shares with me, I looked at other songs on that playlist and there's a song that stood out and it was called Be Not Afraid. I'd never heard of that song title. I'd never heard of the artist behind it. And actually I'll link to that song or Actually, to the whole, now I'll link to that song here so that you can see the cover art if you're interested in it. So I'm listening to the first song, right, that he sent with the little girl. And then I listen to, I, then I notice like, because I'm curious, right? I really want to feed my soul. So I go and I take a look at, well, what else is on the playlist? And I see this title called Be Not Afraid. And because I was also experiencing some contraction, right? I was like, oh, well, that seems to be speaking to me as well. And so I listened to this particular song and I'm actually really hoping that um, my producing team can add a few bars of that. And it just sounded just like it was a real message for me to hear. And so then I played it again and I'm just kind of lying on my bed and not really focusing too much on the cover art or 
or really anything other than just allowing the message to seep in. And I'm recognizing how much I need this message. And then I look at the cover art and I just notice what's on it. And it seems to be some animals of the spirit kingdom, the animal kingdom, one and the same. And then I'm like starting to look at like a little closer detail, right? Because I'm in kind of like this beautiful flow surrender state. So the images aren't really specific. But then I start to zero in on what looks like a child wearing a dress, but not sure if it's, it doesn't even matter. It's male, female, couldn't really tell. But the, the, the child has, has its arms wide open with the animal kingdom behind it, with the words of be not afraid, right? Which I'm listening to. And all the animals are relaxed, but there's an alliance that's very clear to me that they are all one together. And then I start to really zero in on what the animals are. And I see a black panther. And then I'm like, whoa, I sit up and I'm like, wait, hold up. That's a black panther. And then I'm reminded of one of my, well, the first ayahuasca journey where I was so freaking afraid to go into the next phase of the plant medicine. I could feel it beginning to work. And the shape of a roof that was coming together at the top of, of a wall. And it was like Spanish tiles um, just outside the Maloca where I was sipping the plant medicine at uh, Arrhythmia Life Advancement Center in Costa Rica. But I noticed the shape of this uh, roof hitting the top of the wall on the exterior of the Maloca. And all of a sudden, an image starts to formulate in this structure and it becomes a black panther. And she's very sleek and very weak. And I say she because eventually she showed lashes. And again, that was Mama Ayahuasca's way of letting me know that I'm safe and a way to identify because lashes used to be super important to me. <laughs> I still love my own natural lashes. I just haven't been wearing them for several months. I may or may not ever go back to them. But again, just, just part of my journey is wanting to be more and more and more of my authentic self. So the lashes went away a few months ago anyway. But at the time I was wearing them, so that was Mama Ayahuasca's way for me to know I could connect with this particular spirit guide who would take me on my journey. So the lyrics of Be Not Afraid was something to the effect of, and again, we may play a little bit of that here, is Be Not Afraid, You Are Not Alone, I Will Go For First kind of thing. And very graphically vivid in my descriptions of uh, my experience of facing the deepest fear and then feeling that fear and learning how to dissolve it by simply facing it and feeling it, which I don't say simply lightly. It took a ton of courage and unbelievable bravery and strength that I did not even know that I was capable of. And once I was able to face and feel all of it, well, then it was able to dissolve back into the nothingness from which it came. But there are a lot of poignant lessons in that for me. And some of it I shared and highlighted in that episode. And I was, it just, all I can say is that I knew that that song called to me for a reason. I was asked to focus in on the image of the cover art even more clearly than focus in on the fact that a blank path panther was there, then to be reminded of that journey. And then I just did a quick little Google search and I did not type what type of color eyes. I just typed black panther. 
and the second second image that appeared was a black panther in snow, and she had the same sapphire color eyes that my panther, who was my spirit guide, who was who showed me the beginning of every single one of my four nights of uh, journeying on the plant medicine ayahuasca. She always showed up in the beginning and was always there to let me know, be not afraid, I will go first, come with me. So the same image that appeared is the second image of amongst what? Millions of images of Black Panthers that have all kinds of color eyes, classically, classically seen as the amber color eyes. And the second image that appeared was this beautiful, regal, sleek Black Panther that looked so close to the image of the spirit guide that was with me on my journey. And she had these beautiful, vibrant sapphire eyes. And so for me, this was another confirmation that this is a message for me, that I had now gone into the spirit world and I am now communing with this alliance that was the same image depicted on this cover art, this little beautiful soul that was young in age, but not in soul's timeline. The portal that I was being invited into was knowing that I am one with them. I am supported be not afraid. And I just cried and cried and cried. unbelievable gratitude. And that was the same time that I began to see all of the light beams, whether it's from the sunshine or the moon, everywhere. And if you follow me on social and you see all my stories, you'll see it's like every single day, these huge, massive light beams, which is an absolute reflection from where I am when I'm in my expanded state, affirming and confirming that I am not alone. Be not afraid. I have to tell you, ever since I had that experience that felt like an ayahuasca trip, sober and clear-minded, I've had so many of those. Going into a quantum field, all because I'm willing to get present to what feeds my soul on a whole different level. And so what I had to do in order to really slip into that particular portal of what was being depicted on this cover art, be not afraid, arms stretched wide open, bring it on life, was letting go of the fear of death to get into the flow in the exuberance of life, being willing to experience or to embrace the experience of being alive and listening or learning to listen within to get to the access point, to the lens of the consciousness, into the greater knowingness of the universe that's deep within my own biology, that's deep within yours as well. See, when I face the demons, which is just the fear that looks and feels hysterical, and you're not alone in that, and I know that I'm not alone in that because it was reflected in just so many messages. And so many of the experts that I speak to, especially in the world of cosmic biology, right? That's just the fear matrix. It's not real. It's an illusion. 
we have such a power that we're directly connected with. And when we can have our channel be clean, then we get access first through intuition, right? And my intuition has showed up as, what do I want to feed my mind? Ooh, what about that song? He didn't share that song, but intuition led me, guided me to that song. Listened to it a few times, really loved it. There was a resonance, an appreciation, a gratitude, ah, release. But wait, what, what is on that cover art? Oh my gosh, there's a panther. Ooh, going into that journey, remembering my journey. Knowing that now my my panther spirit guide, by the way, her name is Sheila. I asked her on the fourth night. I asked permission for your name and she did say Sheila. I remember at the time kind of thinking that was funny because I thought she would have some exotic name. And her name is Sheila. And she's come to me many times in this awakening journey. But back to before I could really access Sheila or all of my angels and guides and know that I'm not alone in order for me to feel this strength and fortitude to move forward and to face anything and everything with love, joy, and celebration in my soul. I had to first face those demons. And what the demons really showed me is that I had a fear of dying as if anything like that nature could be true. Were these eternal souls here for this epic, most important time in all of humanity's history, born into this time, present to it and here for it. But what is my role? What is my unique medicine? How do I move forward? Expansion, contraction, expansion, contraction. Ooh, more expansion, less uh, extraction. Contraction, try saying that a few times, right? And giving ourselves a lot of grace when we don't get it perfect. And not going back into the old bullshit matrix of like, did I somehow mess this up because I'm going back into my old panic matrix of fear and anxiety that I'm somehow going to get this wrong or somehow not going to make it through. And that's very, very real. And we got to get present to that. But ultimately it's connected to, am I going to die? See, we have this neurologic center that takes up our mind and our thoughts. And I've been listening to a lot of Bruce Lipton around the biology of belief. And man, he's coming out swinging in this time from the most beautiful conscious, you know, state. And that we literally need to work with our thoughts, which is just a matrix. But we can redesign this world in which we're living in that becomes our new reality. See, we have a direct connection into the real heart. So we've probably learned about heart math, right? And the power of our heart and how when we get into that that field of awareness of love and being alive in that, it's known right there and you can put your hands on it and just take a deep bow. But we need to start to discipline to come out of our mind and to head south But don't stop in the emotional center because that's a complete disaster right now. You might want to get present to it just like I've had to do and to acknowledge the fear and the hysteria around it and how truly dark it has felt and been for probably our entire lives, except for those moments when we just kiss the divine and it's ever so fleeting. But what if we could live primarily and predominantly there? So you move past the emotional epicenter into the knowingness field, which is oftentimes referred to as your gut, intuition, 
And you start to know what it feels like to really be alive and that you're one with light, you're one with love, you're one with nature, that that is the very essence of our own biology. We're not disconnected. I can pretty much guarantee that just like me, you've been disconnected from that supreme inner knowing, that sovereignty, that knowingness field. And so that at times it does feel like a battle to come out from the paradigms and the patterns and the programming that would have us stay so fear-based. But when we can learn to surrender and to be with that, with our clear channel, we strengthen it. It's a muscle and it's a remembrance. See, there's a reason why when we listen to certain music, and by the way, that's what taps me back in, I noticed that just to meditate, it's really, really difficult for me and the way that my mind works and has been such a pattern for most of my life to get super present within that stillness and quiet. But a beautiful portal opening for me is when I, and I listen to certain music, which is why my friend Gary knows that. He's like, here's some medicine for you to get access to your own unique consciousness, your sovereignty. So it could be sound bath. It could be beautiful drums. It could be the sound of like the Peruvian flute. Whatever that medicine is for you. For me, it's listening to that kind of music and then putting myself into nature, whether I'm at the beach or I'm in, you know, a park and I'm communing with beautiful pine trees and oak trees or whatever it is. Noticing a bird in flight, knowing that I'm one with those epic light beams that I see on the daily. That is a beautiful message and reminder for me. There's a remembrance there. So it's time to surrender to that and step into our personal power, making strides toward being exuberant in the fact that you are alive in this time. That you are at the tipping point for all of humanity to completely shift into our greatest yet to be. We can start to live the grand ascension known as heaven on earth in this time right now. And then there's a lot of question of like, okay, but how do I move forward with business or taking care of the kids or socializing and having regular conversations? All of that's possible once you expand into this state. And I'm not going to lie, it took me a long time. When I say long time, what does that even really mean? We're operating on different timelines all the time. But for me, I got, you know, sort of the steeper parts of my awakening in April, March and April. Then July, it was like, whoa, I don't even know how to move forward in life, in business, in friendships, in family, on social, on this podcast. So I basically didn't. I took like six weeks off of all of it. And then I still had to launch some of my programs, but none of it or a lot of it still didn't feel completely aligned. It was like, how can I be talking about some of that stuff when this is going on in the world? And it felt hysterical. Hence, the apex of what a lot of you experienced by me describing in that episode 139, Sovereignty or This. So you know, the original title was supposed to be Sovereignty versus Slavery. And then there was just some conversations around mm, with the title there that could be seen as, you know, a horrific time in our history. And so I agreed to change it to sovereignty or this. But if you're listening to the show and you're awakened to just how enslaved we are within all of the systems, specifically mainstream media and corporate media, then you start to know like, no, that was a, that was a perfectly appropriate title. But I decided because it was the title, yes. I could soften it ever so slightly because the last thing that I want to do is induce any fear, worry, panic, or anxiety. It's the opposite. Once you get to this expanded state, 
You want as many people to wake up to this as possible, but you also know for sure it's not your job to do so. So in the words of Ram Dass, we are all walking each other home. Who was one of the most enlightened beings I've ever had the privilege to listen to and to learn from. That includes what could seem very polarizing. But when we take a stand for our exuberance for life and for our absolute supreme inner knowing that we are not disconnected from the light and the love, then we wish nothing but love and light on everyone. And we know that wherever may seem to be a contrast or a polarization is a beautiful catalyst for our own growth, our own understanding to serve more from our highest level to hold space for all, but not to lose the warrior spirit. The warrior spirit that doesn't need to fight, that needs to fully surrender to our full potential and power within, which means getting yourself informed and educated. Yes. So if you're new to the show and you're like, what, what really do you know? I mean, ultimately I kind of spoke to it, right? The inoculation is the gateway to the global great reset. And then there is an agenda to turn whomever survives that agenda to be transhumanistic. And by 2026, if they had it their way, every human on the planet that is left will be chipped and tracked. Well, that's not a reality that I am willing to subscribe to. And I, I do believe now that the light is already won. That will not happen. Or at least this is what I believe in my soul right now to be true. And if that gives me a lift and a vibrational frequency that allows me to have an exuberance for life, then I will stay there. But in the meantime, there is a lot to learn and there is a lot to get prepared by. But I did all of that work. I faced death. And so ultimately, even if I am not supposed to be in this physical realm at the end of whatever this lesson in humanity is here to teach us, Surrender to that as well. And when you can surrender to that fully, then there's no fear that has any power over you. And that's why I said it takes a tremendous amount of courage. But when you can learn to condition yourself with that knowingness that you're not separate from all that is, not only in this 3D reality known as the third dimension, but then allowing yourself to expand into the fourth density, the fifth density, and knowing that just might even have all the way up to the 11th densities support. This is an intergalactic experience that goes so far beyond this world. There's so much information out there, by the way, and you can choose for that to resonate or not. We've all got our own angle in which we are viewing this time from our prism and there's no one right way. But I implore you to get present to what could be possible for your experience in this time where you're not having to live in the panic matrix. And you get more interested and more curious on what's working and the united polarity and in the united stance that's happening all around the world. And each of us has our part. It's a ripple effect. And yes, you might just see that that gets reflected amplified and multiplied <laughs> with light beams, moonbeams, orbs. I've seen sacred geometry on fences. I've seen a rainbow in the sky that only I saw. 
I asked the people that I was with, can you see that right now? And then I'll go into, you know, contraction again, but I know how to get myself out. And so my invitation to you is to allow yourself to embrace hmm, that knowingness field within you that will be, by the way, a, a remembrance, a coming home by feeding your soul what it needs to grow and to feel strengthened and fortified because you've got this and you are so not alone. Mm, I've got a beautiful podcast coming out next week. I'm going to bring um, um, a dear friend of mine. Oh no, excuse me. No, the next podcast that comes out is with Sage and Serena Dyer, um, which will be a beautiful piggyback from their book called The Knowing. Um, and they reflect a lot about, you know, their learnings from their father, uh, Wayne Dyer. And I'm hoping that happens. It's on the books. It's been rescheduled a few times, but hopefully that'll happen. Um, and then I've got a dear friend of mine, Amalinda, who's another awakened sister who just shares her own unique experience living in Arkansas and a mother of three and just unwilling to live in fear and how she navigates conversations with other moms and the school system. And, you know, just, yeah, it's pretty beautiful and profound. And then I will offer up another solo before the end of the year. And then I'm super excited. I am bringing on one of the most um, sought after uh, breathwork teachers back to the show. He hasn't been on for about two years. His name is Jean-Paul Crimi. And we're going to kick off the new year with deep, beautiful breathwork just to bring us back to our epicenter of knowingness. It's going to be a really incredible ride, you guys. We're just beginning. And I'm so grateful that you're here. So if you got anything out of this, please share it with a friend. And as you know, I love the reviews. And um, yeah, if you want, let me know if you got any nuggets of this. All right, I'll talk to you next week. Stay free, my friends. Thank you for listening to Fire and Soul. If you enjoyed today's episode, please subscribe, rate, and review this podcast on your favorite pod player. And if you'd like to connect on social, you can find me anywhere at Michelle Sorrow. Or if you'd like to reach out to me directly, you can at fireandsoulpodcast.com. Thanks for listening.